on this episode of the AIE podcast. Announcing the Guild News blog. What is it? The nineties? <laughs> yes. <You're> right. <laughs> Season one is almost here. Already? We have a mini raid wrap up. It's summertime in Risa again. <laughs> Guest still not found. So let's talk to ourselves. <laughs> All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 406 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Ioctaest gaming community. The Die has been podcast. This is Tetsemi. To my right and two states over is MewCow. Greetings, guildies, and all those guests have been disappearing. It's like it's the summer and people are doing things and busy. That's weird. Exactly. And to my left and upstairs is McCullough. Hi, guys. There's strawberry pie, peach cobbler, and maybe even a pina colada cake in the guild kitchen. What can I say? It's summertime and I'm baking. I take it that's coming from future you because none of those things currently exist in the guild kitchen, but <laughs> okay, they better be. There are two pounds of strawberries in there. There are multiple peaches and your best friend's birthday is next weekend. So you know dang well there's going to be a pina colada cake. All right. As long as we're not tempting fate with the upside down cake that never comes out correctly. Oh my gosh. How do I? How? Yeah. That thing, that, Anyways. That, that thing's frustrating. Uh, if anyone has any hints or tips on how to make a pineapple upside down cake actually come out correctly out of the tin when you've baked it in and let us know all right well, yeah without without large amounts of cussing because you can <laughs> butter the pan but it's already buttered the problem is the bottom and that's what's sticky it doesn't need more butter Seema. <laughs> <laughs> it always needs more butter more i, tr- I butter. trust the problem is it's the bottom that it's the bottom that has a layer of butter that's the sticky part i know mm. that's why you need more butter anyway this week, we are joined by special guests, us, who are here to talk to us about all the things in AIE. So welcome, us. How much time do we have to talk about all the things? All the things? All the, all the, I don't we know. have I all the time. We're now going to make this a baking show. So uh, change <laughs> of plans, guys. Seema, come on here. We're going to talk some baking because I want to hear about this more butter plan. I, I like butter. Our more house butter. is built on butter. Yeah. Oh. As are my hips. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be digging into what we've been up to shortly, but first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. All right. And as mentioned in the intro, we have on non-cod podcast weeks, there will be a guild activities and guild news blog up on the AIE guild page. Throwback to the 90s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it will be published under the community section of the webpage. Yes, we actually have sections on the webpage. Uh, links are in the show notes. Uh, format will be very similar to the, the show notes. We just try and give you guild activities and stuff so you can stay up to date with what's going on in between podcast episodes. Absolutely. And Guys, you wonder why where nobody's logging into their RPG or their you know RPGs right now? Well, that's because Diablo Four is going on. The IE clan has been active since day one, has grown to 118 members. Many have obtained levels beyond 60 and are actively engaging in the highest world difficulty currently available, uh, Torment World Tier Four. Members have been active in Discord voice and in-game chat, organizing activities from simple leveling. Altar of Lilith Huns, World Bosses, Helltides, and more. Um, if you have any questions or like to join the clan, please check with our Saviors of Sanctuary in the AIE Public Discord channel at Diablo. Season 1 for the game is projected to start um, soon in either mid or late July. Some quality of life updates are also already in works uh, based on community feedback. Developers are responding to and releasing news to the community. Make sure you stay informed by visiting the official site's news section, uh, Diablo4.blizzard.com. Look for news. Um, some resources for those just starting out. News and all kinds of resources, including builds, are at uh, maxroll.gg slash d4. An interactive map to help you keep track of your renown as 
is at mapgenie.io slash Diablo dash floor four slash the map slash sanctuary. For those mystery chests and the world event, uh, go to helltides.com and a Discord tracker for the world bosses, alerts, etc. is at discords.gg slash Diablo 4. By the way, those are all GG as in golf, golf. I do apologize for my bad pronunciation. GG, good yeah. job. <laughs> yep. There we go. It is, it is funny to log in for raid night and look over and you see this wall of D's mm-hmm. on the Battle.net launcher. Yep. So yeah, that's where everyone's been. It's like, huh, you haven't been showing it for raid lately. Oh, there you are. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of WoW and raiding and, and all that kind of other stuff, if you're trying to get your raid characters up to max level, the Winds of Sanctuary event is going on until the 13th of July. Uh, and this week is Dark Moon Fair, which means to do you get to do the stacking, which is a lot of uh, fun and Essentially, you do a dungeon is probably like two levels at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, but, you um, that out of there. She did confirm it does stack. Yeah, yeah, they 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 do stack. I know that's always a big deal when they happen to line up on each other. So you can basically just go into go through dungeons and you'll just level through stuff and be at max level real fast. There we go. Um, Fix. Sorry. Uh, uh, the uh, it's a great time to level alts. Return to the game just in time for the Fractures of Time content event. Which is ten point one point five, and it goes live July eleventh. Could not be sooner because I don't know. It's been a good patch, but it's been like quiet. I don't know yeah. if it's if it it's only Diablo's fault, but I don't know. It just feels like like the 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 world bosses and the world events and the the rare bosses. Like like the first few days, yeah, everyone was jumping on them, and after that, like it's, it's summer. It, it's summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it's not enough to get everyone's attention. But maybe the new patch will, because it has a new mega dungeon, uh, which is uh, ha- happens to be t- timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff, um, apparently. And a warlock pet changes. Um, I believe they are getting rid of the uh, Observer. Is it called the Observer? I believe the so. The floaty dude. Yep. Yeah, the little floaty dude. Yeah, they're getting rid of that, unfortunately. Um, uh, but because of that, they're starting to add skins to the demons that are left over, so... It'll be, uh, it's kind of one of those, you know, I guess a lot of people don't use the observer. So they said, you know what? Bye. Um, <clears throat> they are reworking mages and uh, many other quality of life improvements are coming. The biggest one probably be that trading items and gold will now work cross server, which mm-hmm. is just insane. That's been a big headache in raids, especially. It's like, oh, I don't, I didn't bring a flask. Oh, I have 1500 of them. Oh, you're on different servers. Sorry. Yep. So it's always been a, an interesting problem. Um, all allied races will now be unlocked. So you don't have to do any work at all. Just show up. Um, the gusty tail can't wait to level a kill Tyrion druid. Yep. Which I don't know. Those, those guys just creep me out. It's just that weird bony wood stuff. Like, ugh. yeah, oh. that's, I, I have a kill Tyrion druid and I love it. Just big, big bear druid. Also, as we mentioned, Dark Moon Fair is up this week, um, so you can get some easy profession quests and XP and rep buff for riding the carousel or roller coaster. So you don't just have to spin in a circle, you can run around on a roller coaster. Uh, these buffs do stack with the Winds of Sanctuary buff. Um, there are also things to do at the fair that count towards trading post goals if you don't already have... Oh, actually, it just started the new month, so yep. you know, great. You, you can get the new stuff in. Um <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, of course, when fishing, you can get red and blue fish heads, which look uh, ridiculous, especially on druids um, in their druid forms, because it's just no, they 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 forget they forget druid forms. Like, oh yeah, druid forms. I guess we haven't put in the right placement for this thing. So yeah, just fish heads sticking in weird directions, kind of yeah. like how the wings work. Fish heads all the way down. Got it. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. But how that's apparently Gusty's favorite thing. So you know, of course it is. Uh, Friday, Alley Horde Raid is entering the alt raid progression phase and uh, downed two more heroic bosses. Uh, they have more people hitting KSM all the time, which is the uh, Mythic Plus whatever, whatever get your certain level of stuff in Mythic Plus dungeons. I forget what yep. the actual things stand for. KSM, but yeah, it's just become an acronym at this point. Um, <clears throat> uh, Kitty Aggro is now ahead of the curve, so congrats there. Uh, they got their uh, Sarkarith killer this week. To the team. There are two more teams knocking on the AOTC door that likely won't be too far behind. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Hellfroze overtook down two more heroic bosses, putting them at four of eight heroic. 
Attendance was again high with more than 25 people participating. How did you pull them away from Diablo? <laughs> That's impressive. Wow. Congrats. Um, Gusty's team, better late than never, is very close to their ahead of the curve achievement. And fingers crossed with DPS uh, 3% harder on Monday against Heroic Sarkareth. Alliance team, so let's go skating, is also battling who they call Snarky Breath. Yep. He breathes more. Uh, meanwhile, Newbraid cleared seven of nine bosses on normal Avarice Saturday and took a swipe at the Echo of Neltharion. Way to go, Newbraid. Good job, noobs. Yep. That's when things get interesting. Exactly. Yep. And in WoW Classic, Trial of the Crusader is open. We have been in the dungeon, but not on the but not the raid. The raid later is recovering from surgery currently, hoping to hit it by the 14th of July. Uh, yes, and uh, speedy recovery to the raid later. The Midsummer Fire Festival is ongoing until the 3rd of July. We're all wishing we had the Joyous Journeys buff for our alts, but beyond that, Classic remains fun. Excellent. And in SOTOR news, um, in game news, the SOTOR dev team is moving from Bioware to Broadsword. A, um, AE will remain in the, the publisher and Broadsword will run it. The relationship with Lucasfilm Gaming will remain the same. Right now, it seems like there will be minimal disruption to the game. Fingers crossed. But if you'd like to know more, hop into the SOTOR channel. Guess what, guys? They have opinions. <laughs> um, and knowing Max and Seema, they probably talked about it on the Escape Podcast. They did. Um, excellent. All right. So, guys, uh, go listen to the Escape Podcast. If you're an AE, you are probably already are. Uh, grats to get some fun to our Get Some Fun Flyers, who had an unprecedented night of wins this week. In Machete's Immortal World, words, they own the skies. A few upcoming dates. Uh, Narshadar Night Life is on July 11th, um, 7.3.1, end of summer, 7.4, the start of the holidays. Over in ESO, uh, they've been spending some time running dungeons, level up the new Arcanists, Arcanists, however they say it in that game, yep. uh, and checking out um, the new zones that were part of the Necrom chapter release. Uh, they are working on trials again and are having a lot of fun doing so, even though they usually have less than 12 people. It's hard about getting to do the hard one. Yep. Uh, things that are planned are zone clears, trials if possible, and hanging out while playing trial Tales of Tribute. Yep. And the uh, Tales of Tribute uh, tournament, good Lord, I couldn't get the extra T out of there, uh, is ongoing. We don't have week two's update yet, but it will go into the, the blog post when we get it. Um, also, as Corsair reminds us, there's a bug in WoW Classic that if you jump during a crowd control effect, it crashes the game. So don't jump, which is wow. hard not to do in WoW. Like, that's your yeah. default thing is to jump. You know, everyone's crisscross. I mean, there, there's there's some crowd. I mean, it's the newer WoW, but there's some crowd control that you have to jump to get rid of. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just odd. All yeah, right. yeah, definitely is not ideal. Nope. But in Final Fantasy XIV, Make It Rain MGP event is going on until July 23rd. They are running the Jackpot FC buffs every day with Jackpot 3s running on Saturdays. So if you if you are playing it, definitely uh, log in Saturdays and take advantage of those buffs. We are putting the FC workshop to use by building some of the special housing exteriors. Donations can be made by going to the FC workshop for crafter XP. Also, in the future, if anyone wants any of those exteriors crafted for their personal houses, they need but ask. Donate the materials, of course. Jess is working on unlocking all the different exteriors. For now, they have the Mog Walls, uh, Eatery, Outfitters, Merchants, Traders, Half-Timbered, Arms Suppliers, and Shiragane Castle Walls. Yeah, and, and there's also, just as a quick reminder, the Make It Rain event does have a new little bit of a quest line. Um, that that uh, gives you a pet, so uh, make sure you don't miss out on that. Excellent. All right. And in STO news, it's summer, and that means one thing in STO. The summer, the Rise of Summer event has started. It runs from 628 to 628, sorry, 728, and, reward, and rewards the Hyperion Intel Battlecruiser T6 that was first seen on Lower Decks. There's also a new ground-based set on the Renfair episode of Strange New Worlds that includes a special sword, kit module, and a shield that reflects incoming damage. Uh, Fleet Action Report is celebrating their third anniversary. Congrats, folks, on 720. They'll be running their traditional PvP celebration starting at 10 p.m. that same day. 
Uh, they'll be looking for players willing to celebrate. There'll be ship and ground PvP and perhaps shuttle PvP as well. Again, that is July 20th. If you'd like to participate, please let them know. They'd like at least seven players to join them and to give to give them two full teams of five players. Factions don't matter, and level really doesn't matter either. But I actually spent a good amount of time last night playing in Ryza, so it's an interesting little event. Excellent. We'll talk about that later. In Guild Wars 2 news, they have announced uh, that there is uh, Guild Wars 2 Secrets of the Obscured, a new, uh, I believe they're calling it an expansion. I think they're calling it an expansion. They're, they're getting really weird and wishy-washy with what they call things nowadays. But I guess maybe this is an actual expansion, fourth expansion for Guild Wars 2. Um, this will be after the end of Dragons. Um, but uh, that apparently is launching August 22nd. So if we don't have enough coming this summer to play. So um, the highlights is that the Skyscale mount will be easier to get. Because holy cow, that thing took forever to get. <clears throat> there will be two new zones. Elite specialization weapons can be used on any spec, which is going to be interesting. Because right now, it's it's kind of like Final Fantasy XIV in that it's tied the weapon's tied to whatever spec you're on, so you can't mix it up. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, all all classes are going to get one new weapon and two new zones to start. Lots of flying, apparently. Apparently, more of course, as usually comes with expansions. Wasn't there something about a polearm being introduced, or a possibility of a polearm being introduced in Guild Wars Two? It could be. I mean, if they're going to be giving every class a new weapon, that they they're going to need to add some new weapon types. So, okay, cool. That, that wouldn't surprise me. All right, and in Lotro news, we had an update that was focused on one of the sources of lag. The soundtrack to update thirty two, not the same thing. Let me let me back up. They had an update <laughs> that was focused on the sound of the lag. Period. Okay. The soundtrack to Update 32, composed by Bill Champagne, is now on the Lord of the Rings Online YouTube page. Redeem code L-O-T-R-O-M-T-G-O-2023 in the in-game store by 1 p.m. Eastern on July 5th to receive. All are one per account, and you get Samwise Gamgee, Loyal Attendant Property Guard, Samwise's Portrait Frame, a writing skill, and a universal toolkit. This is to celebrate Middle-Earth and Magic the Gathering Online. Side note. Ah, that makes sense. The code is also usable in the Magic the Gathering Online site as well. Excellent. All right. Now that string of letters makes more sense, because right then, it looked like what happens when I ask you for what's our password for this. Right? <laughs> Pretty much, yep. Yeah. All right. Well... And with all that, let's go around the table and find out what we have been up to. So, we're going to start. Since you just got out of game, why don't you regale us with your near-death experience? Oh, no. There was, okay. So, um, in Star Wars RPG, um, Final Fantasy games, it's really hard to die, right? Wait, it's not Final Fantasy. It's Foundry? Final Fantasy Flight. Yeah, f- yeah, Fantasy fi- Flight. Fantasy Flight Games. FFG. Yes. yes. Thank you, darling. Yes. <laughs> really, I've been playing this game for three years. I, it's um, tough, anyway. though. It's too close to it's, Final Fantasy XIV. It is. So it's really hard to die. It's almost impossible to die, in fact, which is great. I mean, you defeat your foes, and, you know, when your foes go down to zero health, they're dead or zero strain, they're incapacitated, but dying doesn't really happen. There's one way it can happen. So, in the game, you have a crit chart. Um, every time you get crit, there's a chance of something bad happening. Now, those crits need to be healed off. It's fine. Um, and it goes from, like, 1 to 60, I believe. Every time you get critted, you kind of keep that. It, it ups your chance of getting a bad injury. There are certain creatures you can fight. Um, if they get additional advantages, like if you get six advantages, then they get plus 60 to your crit. Well, we're in a dark Sith temple. We knew something was there. It has its attention on my character because she just can't stop touching things using the force. And, you know, she's a, a very sensey force user. So we're fighting this thing in this temple. It's made of darkness and shadows and... And no matter what's happening, it's really focused on my character. It gets her. It crits. Well, I don't take that much damage. It's actually not bad. But then the crit rating it took, let it do the same exact same attack again. That's what the crit was. 
That's not so good. So I did it again. <laughs> and that included more crits. Oh, no. It oh. had six advantages. So it added plus 60. And I rolled 150. And it roll, I rolled 155. 155 is insta death. Oh, that's not good. So our DM's like, okay, you guys can spend all your light side points. And if somebody can heal her by the end of the round, next round, because the creature went last in the round, you can save her. Because we've done this before. Um, and I'm kind of numb at this point. I'm like, I, I didn't even dawn on me, like, what happened? Like, <laughs> I saw the 155 roll. My jaw went slack. I'm like, okay. And, like, normally bad things happen in a game, especially, like, to other player, you know, other players or myself. I, like, I'm, like, I, I, I go to fight flight mode. I get very anxious. No, I was strangely calm and then we realized there was something wrong and i had a plus 10 to my that i shouldn't have had so it was only 145 now 145 is if you don't get this character healed by the end of the round they're dead so it was the exact same thing that we'd spent all of our points for but that's okay and then of course uh my friend talia rules is written she's like Nothing says the character can't help themselves in the next round. Because, of course, I am the group healer. The others have it, but you have to remove that crit or that person is going to die. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you need to heal them. You, it's not like, you know, spare the dying in D&D to get them to zero. It is you have to remove that crit. So you know, she's like, well, you're right. You know, DM looks up, like, you're right. You know what? It does not say anywhere that they are incapacitated. They're just almost dead. <laughs> so, like, excellent. Well, we're in the you know, we're in this horrible, horrible Sith temple. It's corrupted. We're fighting this horrible shadow monster, right? Dark using light side using the force, like the first point of light side. Like, if you roll your lights, your first points, you get too light. You get too dark. That first light side point is negated. Right. You can't use that first one. You have to, you know. So I rolled a heal myself, and I do have an ability to take off a crit. I have to make a medicine check. Well, I'm real good at medicine. Um, so I I roll it and I get two light side points, which means I can use one of those light side points for what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So I um I say I I I played cleric heal myself. (laughs) Always a good thing. You can't heal because anyone I, if you're dead. So you have to because, keep yourself yeah. alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, literally, I have the ability to bring somebody back from death. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. I know the story of Darth Chaos K- K- <laughs> the Wise. Yep. Um, but, yep, but I have that ability. I can't use it on myself now, can I? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so that's how I almost died, like, two hours ago. Uh, two and a half, three hours ago, maybe. Yeah, three hours ago. Um, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's the big what I've been up to in game. Not dying, almost dying. Thought about dying. Thought about dying. <laughs> was too numb to realize I almost died in game. Right. And it was just like, and like it was just so weird because normally, like, if something bad happens in game, you have people kind of panicking and, all right, what can we do? What can we do? And like, all of us were like, did that really just just happen? happen? <laughs> yeah. You're all kind of numb. <laughs> it was very, it was a very numbing moment. Um, but no, didn't die. Yay! Good job. Yay! Mostly dead. Mostly. Most, dead. And she was. She was. <laughs> I had one hit point, and I. It, it was, there's a chance the other players could have gotten her out of it, but it's literally like okay, you have a trained surgeon as compared to a battlefield medic. Gotcha. In the middle of a battle. Yep. Because I have all the stuff that can negate stuff. Since you're regaling us with uh, combat stories, do you want to tell us your frustration of playing a rogue trying to shoot something with a bow? No, it's fine. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, our Thursday D&D uh, game is resumed, and it's literally a game like we put on hold with our in person game um, with our friend Mia. Um, Dead Kenya is in it. Um, her husband, Elkarth, is in it. Um, you know, it's it's our, our in-person game, right? So I frustrate our friend Mia regularly. 
because I play a swashbuckler rogue. I have a lot of fun things, you know, plus 10 to stealth. My only magic item is boots of elven kind, so that's advantage on that stealth, right? Um, I have a decent hit. I'm a swashbuckler, which means I can get my sneak attack if I'm fighting with somebody. I can get my sneak attack if I'm fighting solo. And it frustrates her. So she does a lot of damage. A I do a lot of damage. A lot of damage. She's, and I've never, you know, she's, I love her. She's somebody that decided I'm going to play D&D and I'm going to be the DM, right? So she's never like, it's it's actually quite fun playing with a DM that doesn't know the rules inside and outside because you can't rules lawyer when the DM doesn't know the rules really well. It's great. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, rules are done, you know, level. It's not a different set of rules for the for the NPCs that is the PCs. It's always very level. But I frustrate her because, you know, I can do, all right, 26 points of damage um, and what have you. And seven. then, yep. I'm sorry? Level seven yeah. characters, just for and then everyone's disen- clarification. Yeah. And then disengage and she can't, you know, and not have to deal with attack of opportunity. So I frustrate her all the time. She finally figured out what my heal is. It's any time I can't attack with my light weapons. You give me a short bow. Yes, I get a plus seven on that. But that plus seven doesn't do much against Will-O-Wisps. Um, so yeah, I had an entire attack where I did not hit the entire game. Which was our t- t- entire battle. I did not hit the entire time. Which was fine. Because most of the time... I hit real well, but it was very, it was very frustrating. Um, because normally, you know, I, I, I hit right and left. Sometimes I fail, but then I can use my second attack to follow it up. For, you know, because I have two weapons, two up and fighting style. Well, guess what? You're not going to have a two up and fighting style when you're fighting with the short bow. Nope. I guess I could have started two hand crossbows, dagger. maybe. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. One hand yeah. crossbow and a sword. Yeah. Yeah, but they're 15 feet up, so I couldn't have used the. Sorry. And that was the problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could I guess I could have thrown daggers. But that was the problem. So yeah, um, I had an entire battle where I killed the opening minion or fought the opening minion. I got a real good hit on that. And then the remainder of the evening I did not hit anything. Yep. I kind of make it made up for all the times that I've, you know, eviscerated stuff. It's fine. To the to our benefit though, that tree never gotta go. The last time we fought, gotta go. so the the last time we fought a tree in that campaign was three years ago, and that tree kicked our <laughs> ass. And so we always the joke is that tree kicked our ass so hard we stopped playing for three years. No, we stopped getting <laughs> together for three years, mainly because of COVID and other stuff. But yeah, so yeah, and 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 it was literally, and we that night the last time before COVID, yeah, you know, we we stopped for that. It literally we fought will o wisp in the tree. So this was kind of, you know, this was round two. And yep. we got that tree down in... Um, one round. It never got to go. Not even one round. Yeah, yeah. It did not even go. It's not quite as good as getting two sphinxes down in six-tenths of a round, no, but close. But close. All right. So, Mew, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Um, as mentioned, I did spend some time on Risa uh, yesterday. It was just a quiet the night in general. Like It seemed like like everyone online was just not online or they were busy playing Diablo. No, um, but Diablo uh, that was it. Yeah. But uh but Risa was packed. I was uh, maybe it's just because it just started out, but like like there were just so many people on Risa. Um and, and Risa is different from your typical um STO areas. It is um, a ground combat, but I, I say combat with quotations because there's no combat in Risa. Right. It's it's a it's a vacation world. Um and this is an event area that it's it's a very specific island. And it's surrounded, of course, by water. It's an island, um, so you can use your um, your power boards. Um, and power boards can be only be used over water, so that's the only time. Like I, I don't re- remember how I got it, but I have the Back to the Future hoverboard. Oh, neat! Um, yeah, and I have that nice. as a power board. And and so yeah, there's events that use the power board. Um, they also have these things called floaters, which is basically just a jetpack. Um, so there's events with the jetpack where you fly around it and do stuff. But um, but yeah, that's that's the extent of it. Like it's either that or you're you're running around looking for stuff. Like there's uh, 
there's a hot or cold game essentially that uses your your tricorder and you're trying to find uh, temporal artifacts on the island and turn them in. Um, there's a, a biathlon where you start out on the power board and then you go in the floater and you have to float through rings and whatnot. Um, you know, and there's uh, you know there's parrots everywhere. There's um, feathered monkeys running around. There's a dance contest which. I'm always amazed. For some reason, the that contest, like everyone swarms in. Oh yeah, and the, the dance area is just packed with people and doing this dance. And it took me a while to figure it out because I don't typically use emotes in the game. Right. So it's like, oh, it's just like yeah. they're like, yeah. So they're like, you know, do this dance. Like how? Do this dance. How? <laughs> do this dance. How? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I walk over to the instructor. Instruction, please. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's just it. I went over the the dance instructor and he said, you know, how do, how do I join in this? Go ahead and do the dance she tells you to do. Okay? <laughs> How? Yeah, exactly. So, I, so the, the dance is almost over, and I, I'm just digging around, and I finally come across this. You have to, like, click on a, a, a settings wheel, open up, go up to emotes. Emotes then opens up, and then you have your list of emotes. Like, you can't type it out, like, oh, okay. wow, in, in Final Fantasy. So It's like Diablo 4. You have to use the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, it, but it's, it's just, it's a hidden menu. The only um, uh, good thing is that you can at least pop it out. So, oh, okay. so, so it's now like it's in its own window. Yeah, so I can pop that out, and then you just click on whatever they tell you to do. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know if it's just because it's it's easy, but like you, you literally just, you know, it's kind of like the um, the Guild Wars Two Halloween event where you're you know you're playing Simon Says with the uh, with the uh, what's his face, the headless horseman. Um, where you just you just do what she tells you and you're done and then you get you get points for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I've already managed to you know just spending the evening there and I wasn't like fully fully paying attention. Like it's it's an event area. Like you don't have to pay full attention. There's nothing that's going trying to kill you. So I'm able to do other things and then you know when something pops up, I'll do that event. And I was actually able to earn enough um, to get the, the three items. Um, so now I just you know essentially just have to log in, do one event a day. And then I'm done because then you—that's how you get the, the progress for the big reward. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I've I've been spending a lot more time in in um, STO. Um, I finally created a um, temporal officer because uh, I never did that, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was during one of their um, recruitments. So that means you get you get a temporal officer. It's you know it's the old the TOS style or mm-hmm. the old scientists um, style as uh, Laura Dex calls it. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting way of doing it because you know th- that character keeps all of that old stuff. Like right. you still have the old beam effect. You still have the old style of view screen options when you're switching screens. Like you know, it's very interesting how they keep that aesthetic, even though you're now in the you know the the future future mm-hmm. right future 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 future. <laughs> future. So it's somewhere in there. It's, yeah, kind, if, it's all kind of tiny. If you can't deal with uh, yeah, I was gonna say if you don't like uh, time jump events or traveling in time or alternate universe type stuff uh not for you it's but it's not for you yeah no, no it's, it's the, all over it's just bleeding with time yeah the um i think i got to the part where we were chasing what is her name um oh, i'm trying to i i can't even describe it now but it's there's one where you're you're basically chasing an npc and you think you finally capture her, and then she escapes Starbase and goes to and goes back to her universe through a wormhole, and then you have to deal with the army coming back that way. Um, and I apologize, I forget her name, but she's a really good villain, and uh, it it's it was fun, but it was dealing with like, okay, well that didn't work in this timeline. What if we changed the timeline? Like, ah, yeah. oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's that's one of the interesting things about the, the temporal officer is now that they're in the the regular game, things still pop up because you're a temporal officer. Like a little like, huh? I det- I detect something over here, and you walk up, and this little weird probe will pop up, and you have to do some kind of a crazy puzzle to figure it out and, and disable it because you you found yet again where where the uh, the the temporal bad guys I forget their names starts with an N, um, the, the Nakul or something like that. Um, but like. They're they're apparently still trying to muck with the timeline, so you tr- you basically find them in the regular missions and you disable it, and then you continue on with the regular mission. But uh, that's you know that's always been interesting, and but uh, but yeah, the, you know it's it's been fun to go back. And, you know, I've kind of decided I'm going to you know, with that character. I'm going to go through all the, the regular content again mm-hmm. just to kind of get a refresher because like it's been so long since I did the original stuff that it's like it's, oh I barely remember that oh yeah I remember that that <laughs> time and it's like it's kind of interesting to go through it's you know like like going through WoW Classic kind of 
but uh, but this character is a lot better equipped, uh, funnily enough, going through this time because uh, this character has access to really good ships that can basically just destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got. Uh, oh, geez, where to go? Oh, yeah. So I I got uh, this this ship. Um, if you're watching on there, I got this ship um, with my temporal officer, and it just destroys everything. Neat. Um, and. And then um, I got this other new one, which is a from the Terran timeline, the the Terran Empire um, dimension, which is a uh, you, you know how the the uh, Enterprise D will split in two. You have the saucer section and the battle section. This one splits in three, so you've oh, got oh nice. So you've you've got a a saucer section, and then you have essentially have what looks like two different engine sections, but just because the 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 ship has four nacelles. So you basically have three ships buzzing around and killing things. So, you know, it, if if Eve was this fun, I probably would have stuck around with it. But uh, I don't know. Just, probably part of it is with the, the iconic ships and whatnot. But right, right. But that is the interesting thing: is always stumbling across the the plethora of uh, you know Star Trek stuff. Like they have pretty much every ship in in there, and it's kind of interesting how like. It, it it kind of is canon, but not canon. Like it uses canon. Like they the the canon shows will not pull from the game. Like the game will never dictate what happens in canon. Right, right. But it it reflects canon. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's just it is because they 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 do they do some wacky stuff in there and and you know it's 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 weird enough that lower decks is now canon. So yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the interesting. I, I need to catch up. I have not watched any of Strange New World, but apparently the crossover with uh, Lower Decks is happening on Strange New Worlds right now. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah we're gonna, we gonna watch both those because both those are supposed to be really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Chromie seems to have run amok over here as well. Um, well, it's Chromie, so now she's just gone. You know, now they've just gone not only just time, but now space. So yeah. it yes. makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then. Goth Chromie, and uh, now now she's uh, uh Morchi. Morchi, Morchi, I yeah. think. It's what, yeah, yep. Morchi is what they're calling uh, Goth Chromie. Yep. Um, but but, uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it's been really interesting, and it's been so long since I've really played STO that it's been nice to just kind of dive in and and kind of focus on that. It's it's been my distraction from the WoW rating. Nice. Um, which, which, speaking of which, I have been WoW rating. Um, we are seven of nine um, as of ah! um, last hmm. week. Speaking of Star Trek. Yes. We, yep. Um but yeah, we're we're working on the, the you know the last two bosses and it that that echo of uh of uh Yeah, Naltharian. Um I, I know him as Deathwing, I just Naltharian is weird to call him. Yeah, but, right. um, it's also hard to say. Yeah, Naltharian. But uh but yeah, that's that's a that's a tough fight on on uh like the the you know, it's so funny that the way that the difficulty ramps, you go from uh, the the fifth is it the fifth no the sixth boss um, being really hard it's, it's the it's the guy that's it's on like a chessboard and he's setting different parts on fire and you're basically racing around trying to you put out the fires while trying to burn him down and basically you're just you're dodging lots of fire flying everywhere and then you jump down and it's just the dragon that's swimming in the lava and he's really kind of a pushover and you just th- and then you stumble back into the echo of the Altharian and you're like oh okay we're back up to a super high difficulty again right and i hear that uh, sarkareth um heroic is you know even harder than that so we're probably going to be working on this for a little while but uh but we're, we're seeing progression like we we actually didn't i think we got to 17% on the first night with uh, echo of Altharian so you know we we may get it next week right so um and then, other than that, playing lots of Final Fantasy sixteen, um, which been it's been a very interesting story. It's you can tell it's made by the Final Fantasy fourteen guys. It just mm-hmm. you know it, it just has that DNA in it. Um, but it's 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 like it is an on rails experience, but it doesn't feel like it. Like it's it's weird. You know, you can maybe it's because you can backtrack without it feeling like you're backtracking. Like they mm-hmm. they have uh, you know teleportation essentially the fast travel. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's it's an interesting story. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting deeper into it. I'm, I'm I think I'm level sixteen or seventeen at this point. Um, but that's probably all I can say without you know spoilers of where I am. <laughs> but that that's a, yeah. There's definitely lots of spoilers. I've uh, I've gotten to the point where the first thing happens with the character getting abilities. Um, so 
it's interesting how they how they're mixing that in because it's 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 a game about the dominance you know it's you know the the Garuda dominant and, and Titan dominant and Efreet dominant and Phoenix dominant and then you hear you have Clive and he's just throwing a wrench into the works and it's interesting and I'm kind of curious how they're going to go with that um, in the real world um, I uh, we went to Costco yesterday so that's that's you know first big that's Costco. Well, it's the first time since the pandemic. So it's like you go in there yeah. and the price is packed, of course, because it's the weekend before 4th of July. Right, right. So everyone is stocking up on everything. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that was quite the adventure. And we found that they had uh, birria, uh, t- uh, taco meat in there. And I was like, oh, that was good stuff. Nice. That's something I discovered in, in my San Diego trip was yeah. uh, birria. So good. Um but uh, and then uh, yesterday we also spent some time in the pool for the first time in the summer. So nice, yeah, very nice. Intentionally getting wet instead of just walking outside and getting wet, right? Which yeah, the whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to be swimming in the air, you might as well swim in the water too. So. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it was so funny. The, like the pool was hot, like it just because it just have how hot it's been. Right. But but after you've been in there for a while, then it actually you know starts to feel good, and and then a, a storm came through and the te- temperature dropped, and then it felt really nice at that point. So it's like oh, finally a little bit of relief. So it's it's actually only been ninety today, which has been amazing. It's been over a hundred for like the last few weeks. So you know it's the first relief we've gotten in a long time. That's yeah. great. Yeah, we're heading uh, into the uh, hundred and ten plus range for a week or yeah. so. So, yeah, we're it's, it's it's to the not happy part. And well, it's, yeah, it's about to the push in. We're starting the uh, the monsoon engine because it has to get really hot here for a couple weeks to get that moisture drawn up from the Gulf of Mexico to kick the cycle in, and then we're good. But it needs doesn't to... mean I have to like it. No, I didn't <laughs> say we had to like it, but it you know it's science, baby. All right, I know it's science, baby. Yeah, and what this means is um. I this now means I'm going to get up, look at the temperature, say, go okay, to the gym. I guess we're going to go to the gym instead of hiking. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep so I'll, I'll see different alerts on my watch about when you've gotten your rings. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> It'll still be obnoxiously early <laughs> a lot of the times. What is she doing? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, or or then there's Dan Kinia, the Why are you working out at 10 p.m. at night? Because <laughs> she, <doesn't laughs> so. she doesn't get up early in the morning like Heather does. Yeah. But, yes. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. What about you, Tits? Yeah, what are you been up to? So, I've got uh, two other games Heather is in, but I'm also in them. So, we got to do our, I don't remember, I, I don't think we did our Star Wars update last time. So, um, we got to do our Star Wars game where we are on, I almost said Ryza, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Ryloth? Ryloth, because uh, we're on the Twilight Homeworld, and we are dealing with uh, dealing with a group that is trying to take over a mine that the Twi'leks are, u- are, are um, miners in, and they're working for a hut who we have issues with, and the hut's trying to scare off the, the Twi'leks and then buy the the mine out real cheap because you know no one's mining it so we went in and got there just in time for the town uh where the miners are staying to get bombed and then we had the whole discussion of okay let's figure out who's doing this we had an idea of of who's doing this and we noticed uh four um oh do you remember what what races they were have Mostly there, human. There were there was a human, but there was oh, also uh, um um uh oh my gosh, I'm not gonna check my notes. Check your notes. No, anyway. Oh my god, moment. Why I check my notes because um, I take notes. It's the scorekeeper <laughs> race, the ones that uh uh do the the bounty oh, hunting. Those guys. Yeah. Um, Once they call. Them. So anyway, they start with an A. We chased. Or we found out that they were holed up in a warehouse. Aqualish. Oh, the, an Aqualish, yeah. Um, so we like, oh, okay, well, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll sneak in, take care of them, find out who they're working for, you know, all that stuff, just confirm our stuff. So um, we saw two of them starting to come out of the warehouse 
and my character uh we we split the party because um McCullough's character and our engineer went to go check on the Twi'leks in the mayor's well, mayor's office or the town center. Basically the, um, I'm checking my notes. Yeah. The, <laughs> the uh, mining office. The mining no, office. No, no, not my. Yeah. But anyway, where they, where yeah. they basically, you know, had a lot of the, um, coordination going on. And then, um, our friend Mills and Brian and myself decided we're going to go check the warehouse out. Uh, Brian's character is a sniper, so he's. We basically just say go find a rooftop and have fun, and he does. And then Mills and I are, are looking at the warehouse door, and we notice two people are about to come out. So, um, Brian takes a shot at the control panel to try and bring down the door, trap them outside, and misses. But the ricochet basically knocked enough debris off because it was a. a uh, slug thrower sniper rifle just did enough damage to stun them temporarily so Mills and I could get in take them out and then realize that there's two more inside so Mil- Mills's character ran around the outside to one of the other entrances to check on them and I'm looking and going you know there's enough smoke and other stuff from the the uh the bombs and and the sunlight shine the way the sunlight shining in I can get through that open door because we heard, um, we made some, you know, checks and stuff, and we heard that there was a guy on the inside with a grenade aimed at the door. And I'm like, yeah, I can get past him, no problem. So I made my distraction slash stealth roll and sure enough slipped in the warehouse and... What's that? I said he did. Yeah. Uh, got in and snuck past him basically got behind him and then tried and failed to intimidate them into just surrendering by that time mills had intercepted one of the other guys that had escaped out the side door um took him out in an alley and was coming back in and so while i was trying to intimidate this person and failing i was enough of a distraction that mills character could sneak up sneak up and uh wrap up wrote around the character and then we could interrogate him. And um, while we were doing that, uh, McCullough and our friend Dennis were trying to get a very large uh, beam off of uh, somebody's leg so that they could treat them and do all that. And you guys did that really successfully. Yeah. Well, the thing is um, it's really useful. Um, so Twi'leks in this particular system, um, strength is their dumb stat. But I'm the healer, and there was multiple people that were injured, so we just had to get one healed up so he could then help us with the others. Yep. So we got all that figured out. Oh, they're in a camp that's over there. We need to head to that camp. There's eight more in that in that camp that we have to go take care of, and that's where we ended that. We were headed to the, the camp to go take care of that, that group of eight, so... Yeah, and I uh, I don't know about you, but I, I felt kind of guilty. They're like, here, we have money for you. I'm like, you you don't need to give us. No, take our money. I'm like, I don't want to take your money. <laughs> no, exactly. But um, dims cost money, so I guess we'll have to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's where we that's where we left that campaign. Uh, I have jokingly said we should just uh because my character is a force sensitive who's very good at being manipulative both uh personally and very dexterous i said we should just charge them to a game of sabak winner takes all and you know if they lose they leave and uh but we're not gonna do that we'll figure out a plan of what to do but it was a fun idea i was like that would that would be fun um and then in our call of cthulhu game we wrapped up the space adventure game got back to our other campaign uh, where we had been, just basically been spit out of a cave by the river that we escaped on, um, having left the Migo base in flames and uh, got spit out and basically walked into another hellscape where it's yeah. pouring rain. But in between lightning flashes, you see these dark, oily clouds rolling in headed for the town like they've been summoned in. So we had to figure out how to get from where we were to the town to see if we could rescue anyone. 
And on the way, we crossed a couple farmhouses. Um, one of the farmhouses, the father had fallen down into the basement and was trapped under a beam. So we were able to get him out to his daughter and get them to safety. And then we hit the next farmhouse, and that's where things got weird. Um, there were basically children dancing around a cow that had been trussed up, and they were carving runes yeah. into, the into the cow. And there's a farmer and his son that are sitting on their porch, basically shooting at the kids that are possessed to try and prevent whatever they're doing from happening. So we ended up resolving that situation. And then he was so scared. He's like, no, you get off my land right now. We're like, okay, we're leaving. <laughs> y'all y'all are on your own. We're leaving. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It yeah, was just There's a lot of bad. horror movie tropes in that. And so that we got game. to another, we got to um, one of the houses outside on the outskirts of town that we had visited before to get information um, and found out that things have really gone south here because the the person that was there had told us, yeah, there are these gatherings that happen, you know, in the woods out back, and all this dancing in there, and, you know, stuff goes on, but no one will come investigate it. So he wasn't there, and we're like, where'd he go? And then we followed the tracks in the mud, uh, to that clearing that he told us about and basically found an altar and standing stones. And he had smashed three of the six with this huge sledgehammer, um, but was slumped over the altar. And there were just bodies of adult citizens that had been sacrificed. And were like, so apparently he interrupted the ceremony, but they left him. They, they thought they killed him, left him alive. So we had enough to heal him so that he could pass on what he learned before he passed away and then smash the rest of the standing stones. And that's kind of where we left it there. But yeah, it's just like <laughs> our, our uh, game master said, yeah, this chapter's where the, the, the final chapter, it's where the kid gloves come off. And we're like, kid gloves. Good Lord. We've been, <laughs> you know, struggling as it is. It's going to get worse. Thankfully, both the farmhouse situations and this gave us sanity back. It was like, okay, you get some sanity back, but also because the situation's so bizarre, you lose some sanity as well. So it was it was a you know trade-off, but net gain we got more sanity back than we lost. So I think it was a yeah. success all around. Some of us are at, some of us are at a max sanity. Yes. <laughs> Minus your Cthulhu mythos. Minus uh -huh. my Cthulhu mythos, yes. And that's my first I and, and I'm I'm only frustrated jokingly frustrated because um we keep running into these ruins and my character is an archaeologist and has um pictographs and so he's like i should be able to, to you know hopefully take a shot at, at translating the runes using my pictograph skill um but because it's a cthulhu rune you have to use your cthulhu mythos Role and it's like mine's, I think, right now at four out of a hundred. So, unless I get stupidly lucky, it, it's not going to happen. So, jokingly, yeah. I like made rolls on the pictograph just to see what would happen. And I got a hard success and a normal success both times. I'm like, ah! well, yeah, yeah, no, I've always, you know, I have the same issue because I tend to play characters that have really high um, occult skills, but right. But it doesn't that, count because like it's a separate stuff. thing. Right. Yeah, right. The weird stuff. But honestly, like, it is a great thing to have that Cthulhu mythos. But yeah, it eats away because one of the um, actual play I listened to, like their mage mage can't get above fifty, like at max sanity. Yeah. So like you're, you're, at all times, yeah, you're so del you're you've delved so into this dark stuff that your mind is fractured. Yeah. So the, and you the, have a bad roll and you're screwed. The way the game system works is your maximum sanity is 99. Your Cthulhu mythos, anytime you gain Cthulhu mythos, you subtract whatever you gained from the maximum amount of sanity you have. So if you get to like a 50 in Cthulhu mythos, your maximum sanity that you could have at any one time is 49. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and so yes, you can deal with it, but no, you can't deal with it. You know, eventually right. you're going to lose that battle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Which is kind of what, what makes it a really challenging game. Because, yeah, the more you know, you know, you have all the this The more knowledge. you know, that's the problem. <laughs> right, right. And it's also really fun um, because this is a game where sometimes you know you have to make a knowledge roll and see if you can figure something out or know some piece of information but comma however actually more knowledge so it's more int over education like can you figure this out Mm -hmm. um but if you fail a sanity roll you make an intelligence roll and if you fail that intelligence roll you understand what's going on yeah your mind doesn't protect you and so the, at that point, then you risk temporary or permanent insanities. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's a cool yeah. system. It's like the, it, there's trade-offs. It's, it's a knife edge, like which, you know, yeah, you, you figured it out, but your brain didn't protect you. And now you know more than you really wanted to know. So, yeah, yeah. which is which is definitely where I see my character going down because he was actually able to translate – a scroll and cast a spell, not realizing it and contacted Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah. Actually contacted Cthulhu, Cthulhu, survived the, the experience and, uh, gained some, gained some Cthulhu mythos. But yeah, so I have successfully been able to translate some of this stuff before working on it, not realizing what it did. And now he's got an idea of what it does. And now of course he wants to know more. So yeah. 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 I, I have a feeling if we survive this your your character and my character are going to go off to archeological dig, just researching this stuff. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's, it's interesting because our GM has a whole storyline of like, no, no, this predates, you know, civilization. Like there's stuff that they've found before, you know, what we would consider a civilized time of these, you know, the existence of, of the Cthulhu mythos here. And to the point where like, there's stuff high in the Andes and we're like, well, how the frack did it get into the Andes if it's in the ocean? And then you do the geological time regression and you figured out that no they were there when the ant you know when this place was actually next to the ocean and hadn't drifted tectonically on the plates yeah Yeah. like oh okay so it's been here a while yeah Uh, yeah i'm having fun though you know having dragged tet into my favorite game system yeah um because it's just you know it's very versatile it is yo um even if you're not good at something, you have a chance of, of doing it. And even if, and then you have a good chance of getting better at it. So, but it's just, it's a really neat versatile system. I love it. Yeah. I, I really like, so the, the call of Cthulhu system is really good. The star Wars system. I'm really enjoying because that definitely lets you flesh out your character. Um, you know, based on what you're doing and, and stuff like that. Um, I also really like the system that critical role showed in their um, obscura, the new podcast where they're essentially doing like a call of Cthulhu investigation um, in their podcast. And that's their system is really interesting because it's basically a D six you roll and a one is a failure, a two, or one or two is a failure, a three to five is a success with complications, and then a six is a, su- a success. Um, and so, and you get a number of dice, you know, that um, based on your on your skills is how many dice you get a roll, plus other things in the system. But it, it's, they've got a, a play test document up on their on their site, but it's a real uh, Candela Obscure is the podcast. It's yeah, it's really I good. The podcast and the YouTube of the first episode came out last week. Um it's available on how did we see it? Oh, it was available on Twitch. If you're a subscriber to Critical Role, you could see the 
the video replay on Twitch. That's how I saw it early. So yeah. All right. But I think, Oh, and then that, so that was pen and paper (laughs) and then video games. uh, Oh yes. Yes. Basically just Diablo four. I I finished the story. I'm still hanging around tier one because I'm doing all the little, I want to get all the dungeons, all the, all the stuff. So I, I've got all the waypoints. I've got all the map exploration done. Um, I've got all the strongholds done. I've got all the altars of Lilith done. What I have left are the dungeons and the side quests. Um, I have all the dungeons done in Fractured Peak. I'm missing one quest in Fractured Peaks. And it's one of those, it drops off a mob or out of a container. I don't remember which one. I think it's it's either the Exorus cra- uh, cache or the, um, there's another cache that drops off. But it's... <clears throat> a higher chance from elite Kazra mobs for the one. And like, there's one elite Kazra mob that consistently spawns. You kind of have to farm that if you want it. And and I think it's that one because that one has a stupidly low drop rate. Um, but now I'm having fun doing all the side quests in the dry steps um, and going through the dungeons and, and getting all those. So um, I'm just kind of, you know, I, I, really have not felt compelled to I, I went to tier three uh sorry went to tier two did the capstone dungeon to unlock tier three went to tier three got the round re- re- renown awards and then went back to tier one just to goof around because i'm like i'm not chasing hell tides and all this other stuff at end game on this character, I want to wait till the the season starts, and then I'm going to probably roll a either a sorcerer or a, a necromancer for the seasonal play and see how that goes. Um, but what I like is there's a ton to do in the game, but there's no compulsion that you have to do it at a certain level. Like I'm not in a hurry to get to 100 because why? So I'm just having I'm having fun taking it slow. I think I'm at like 55 or 56 right now. So cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else from either of you two? I think we battled a lot. All right. Well, that is our show tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank us for joining us. Thank you, us. Thank you, us. You're the best, us. Yep. All right. If you have questions or comments about our show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I am at the MewCow. Makala is at CyberWave, and Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, although that may change in two weeks when we do Saturday instead. Um, uh, but you can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, um, aie-guild.org slash podcast dash live dash stream. And uh, you can look for us on the Discord server, of course. It's the easiest way to find us. Um, go to aie-guild.org and click on the Discord server link there. It's the easiest way. Um, for past episodes, however, you can go to the YouTube channel. It is youtube.com slash c slash the AIE podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys of Soul and visit us, or visit him, rather, um, on his website, andrewallenmusic.com. Awesome, and now it's time to play all the AIE segments we've received this week, including, well, this is where we'd put our segments if we had any. As mm-hmm. always, if you would like to try your hand at making a segment, um, let us know. Please send it to the AIE podcast uh, email address. We do say that we look for segments around 90 seconds, um, not 90 minutes length, but of course that's all negotiable. <laughs> All right. And next show will be, as we mentioned, Saturday, July 15th at the regular podcast time, 8 p.m. Pacific. Sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Our guest is Anara, Anira, sorry, to talk about where psychology and gaming intersect. So, uh, yeah, uh, she and Gusty had a very interesting discussion about the all uh, no caps policy on AIE and how it affects civility in the game chat. So should be some interesting uh, information and some in- interesting discussion for that. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Mucal. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.